Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the moment. The episode you wait for all year long. The celebrities are coming up the red carpet. JD and I are in our finest Sunday wear. Just kidding, we're in t-shirts. Boys and girls, it is a award show season. That's right, the season is over. It's done. It's finished. And now it is time to hand out... J.D., I don't know about you, I would say probably more important awards than the Balloon Door Award that that silly nation that can't host a final hands out. So what do you think? Are you excited? It is time to shine. The red carpet's out. I'm drinking champagne out of a can. It's wonderful. Yeah, the only thing I'm I'm thinking about is you wanted me to wear a suit for this, and no, no. I wear suits for weddings and funerals. That's it. And when he's in, and when he's uh, in court. Well, I've never been like in court that I needed to wear a suit. I've, I've I've had well, I've had to almost do jury duty once. I had to go for like two days for the selection, missed two days of work, and they paid me twelve dollars. Thank you, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's everywhere. Uh, that's 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 unfortunately everywhere, and it's, it's like it's, it's bullshit. Because, it and bullshit. I, part of it is that I was a. At the time, it was the summer that I was in college, and I was I was working full time, which is the shitty part. Because if you're full time, if you're a full time worker, technically they should pay you your wages. Uh, but because I was seasonal, I wasn't a full. I was I was working full time, but I wasn't technically a full time employee. Uh, they paid me twelve dollars for two days of missed work, and uh, I I was taking a summer class actually, so that that was nice. I got a lot of work done then, but I didn't get chosen for the jury. Um, I actually, I think I may have, but they settled right before the jury was finished selection. So um, that's the only time I've been in court. Uh, contrary to possible popular belief, I have never needed to show up in court in a suit. Uh, well, I'm glad you showed up today in your finest Sunday wear because it's award show season. Yes, we're finally here. We're handing out the most prestigious awards that these players have been waiting for. Unfortunately, no players could attend in person, so we will be accepting their awards on their behalf and uh, <laughs> shipping them out to them because they're so excited. They're so super excited. But yes, the season is over. Some of us are happy about it. Some of us are sad. I am so happy that I don't have to watch Man United anymore. My last few weekends have been wonderful, and I... I, I, I'm, I'm just so happy. But, J.D., let's start it off. Let's start it off right at the top. Let's get it started. We are not saving the best for last. We are starting with the best. J.D., we are talking about player of the season, someone who stood out above all, helped their team accomplish things that they normally or at least exceeded expectation. J.D., I hate to say I'm going to go first, but I'm going to go first. This year's Best Player of the Year award, at least my vote, and I'll hand out my own separate award, thank you. Hyung Ming Sun. Hyung Ming Sun will win my Player of the Year, I believe, compared to all the players from the top teams. 
you know, JD will explain who he chooses, and I'm, I'm guessing it's probably someone different, but each one of the top players is surrounded by a team full of just stars. And I don't know if I could say the exact same thing about Tottenham, because Tottenham have had, you know, over the past few years have really not added anyone to who they have. Yet, for some odd reason, Hyung Ming Sun continues to be an absolute standout, and him getting, you know, getting to that peak, going level on goals with Mo Salah on the final day of the season to share the golden boot, and basically elevate. I mean, he is the reason. Harry Kane, I don't give a fuck about no Harry Kane. Hyung Ming Sun is the reason why Tottenham is in Champions League next year, and for that, I have to say, I'm sorry, Young Ming Sun, congratulations. You are my player of the season. JD, who are we thinking? So, I have three names written down and a case for all three. Kevin De Bruyne, because he's Kevin De Bruyne and he does Kevin De Bruyne things. He was ridiculous this season. And it, I mean, and to your point, Manchester City is already a loaded team. Kevin De Bruyne still finds a way to just make the attacking midfield role his own. Like, I it just... They don't need... They don't need Kevin De Bruyne. They don't need him. They just... <laughs> he he is just probably the best attacking midfielder in the world. I, I, I can't think of any other player that surpasses him in that role. Um, he's up there. So, Hyungman Son. I agree with you, but he's not my best player. I agree with everything you said. He is number two on my list. Ooh. The reason I have Mohamed Salah as number one, bias aside, is because not only was he joint top goal scorer, but he was also the top assist leader. It, it, that That's the only reason. And, and yes, there's the argument that Son scored all of his goals from not not well, non penalties because he is not the penalty taker. I respect I respect that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Salah just over Son, and I think I think it's as close. At, well, not as close, but it's neck and neck like in the Golden Boot race. I I think Son just misses out because Salah <laughs> also won the assist, you know, the playmaker award for the most assists. That's the reasoning behind my decision to have Salah. Otherwise, honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd pick Son. He is, he's a world-class player. I, I Yeah. So I, I got to go Salah. By, seriously, bias aside, just because he won both awards. Yeah. Top goal scorer and top assister. And and I kind of figured you'd go Mo Salah, and it's, I'm not, there's no argument there. Mo Salah was not only the be, like one of the best players in the Premier League, he was one of the best players in the Champions League. He... He is a stud standout, and it's you're not going to get a disagreement from me. So, surprisingly, the two guys who shared the golden boot will also be walking away with our players of the season. There you go. There you go. Now, JD, we ask... This, this is a question. Now, not a question. This is an award that goes out to the most improved player. Now, it, we use the most improved because it's hard... We wanted our own separate award that didn't have to do with a new transfer coming in. Because we have that one. We have signing of the season. But 
we need to talk about most improved. Someone who's been in the league for a few seasons and made a massive step in a direction a lot of people might not have thought they did. JD, I'll have you go first this time. In your opinion, who did the biggest, you know, out-of-the-box stretch, in your opinion? Who exceeded all expectations? Well... I wrote down Tottenham just because they actually made Champions League. Um, so going from Europa Conference League for Tottenham, no, th- that's not my pick. I just I, I wrote down a couple people, and I'm gonna say all of them, like who I wrote down that were in contention. I wrote just Tottenham in general um, under An- Antonio Conte. I mean, they went through three managers this season, so uh, or no, right? Did didn't they? Did they start with Nuno? And... Yeah, they started with Nuno. Yes, that's correct. Uh, but I thought they went right to Con. Didn't they go right to Con? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I'm I'm smoking crack. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking, Jose Mourinho. Uh, no, um, yeah. So under Conte, that big shift happened. Where the the fact that they got Champions League is huge because they, I mean, they fell out of the Europa Conference League, and to get to get into a Champions League spot, I think was good for them. This might anger some Tottenham fans, but my actual pick is Aaron Ramsdale. Oh, this man was relegated two seasons in a row, and has made the goalkeeping position at Arsenal Football Club his own, and has done very well. I I just I I pray for England's sake, for the England national team, Ramsdale should be your starter. Pickford is dog shit i i don't know why he is continually the starter for england i you you have much i mean what nick pope is a better goalkeeper than jordan pickford and he got relegated like i don't know aaron ramsdale to me after suffering back to back relegations and moving to arsenal and getting what they get fifth yeah getting fit yeah I, i don't know why i just had to look at that i knew they got fifth Getting fifth place in a, a very up and down Arsenal team, but but being one of the standout players for that team, I uh, yeah, he's my most improved for sure. Dude, that's that's an awesome shout. I honestly even like, and it's kind of crazy that I almost forgot to like even think about think about Ramsdale because Ramsdale since the beginning of the season has just been like. Imagine going in because you know there was the huge thing of them picking up Ramsdale. And it was an entire, oh, it's going to be him and Burnt Leno going neck and neck, trying to figure out who's going to be number one. And Who's Burnt Leno? Yeah, that is... I have no idea who that is at this point. Yeah, at, th- at this point, Burnt Leno is nothing but a, you know, a phase of my imagination. You mentioned Tottenham and how Tottenham overexceeded all expectations. And it has, I think it has something to do with the fact of how well Antonio Conte set his team up. But someone who played, I believe, who in the past has had five or six good games a season and consistently does his job but never really went above and beyond. I am sticking with Tottenham. And I'm, dude, I'm picking Hoiberg. Hoiberg this season was, in my opinion, 1-2 for probably best CDM in the league this year. He consistently played in almost every single game, played solid football, consistent football, and in Antonio Conte's system, it seems that 
Like, we knew the potential Hoiberg had because five or six games a year, he is phenomenal. He is one of the best CDMs on his day in this league. But the issue is, is, you know, five in every six games, he'd disappear. Or he'd bad challenge, red card, or just, again, just not be at that top level. He consistently right now has been at the top level. He had so many good games this year. And again, another massive reason why Tottenham overexceeded expectation. I have to go with Hoiberg. He is, in my opinion, definitely the guy who in you know stood up above the rest. But I do have to kick it back to you. That Ramsdale call, that is such a good decision because he had such a good season. Yeah, I mean, Hoiberg, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, he made the step up from Southampton and it's weird because when we think of Tottenham transfers, they usually don't work out like transfers in, I would say like internally they, they do. I, it, it it all depends with Tottenham. I I feel like it depends on the coach. I mean, Conte, I think is going to get the best out of some of these players. Um, it, you can also think some, some of the, some of the players this like Brian Heal, uh, was signed in the summer and was immediately shipped off on loan in January. And uh, Giovanni Lucelso, the, to both those players, I don't think are coming back to Tottenham. Um, but yeah, Hoiberg had a great season. And yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But I think, I think I'm going to go with my pick. Yeah, no, Ramsdale. I mean, I think I, it's a good pick. Personally, I, I, yeah. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. And the best part is there are no wrong answers. So we we're batting a thousand today. All right, <laughs> let's go to probably one of the most anticipated awards of the night, the biggest disappointment of the season. And Jay- I think I, I think you should go first, Matt. Oh no, I am definitely going first, and it is definitely a Manchester United player, but it's not one a lot of people might think. The most disappointing player of the season this year is Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford, a shell a shell of the player he was. And I mean, honestly, consistently, and when I mean consistently, was improving leaps and bounds year after year after year. And yes, he did come into the season recovering from back surgery and a shoulder surgery and coming in, having to now play with Cristiano Ronaldo, which is a big difference as well. But Marcus Rashford all year was horrible. I mean, horrible. I mean, to, to to Marcus Rashford at the beginning of the season in Manchester United fans' eyes was considered untouchable. A player who, if you wanted to bid on him, you better be coming with 150 million plus euros because outside of that, you're not touching the guy. To the end of the season where if you look at certain Man United chat rooms, discords, or even if you look on Twitter, there are United fans who'd give the guy away for free right now. Because he has been absolutely horrible. And honestly, I'm not here to hide behind the fact that he's a Man United player. Marcus Rashford had a massive letdown season. And that was not for the lack of efforts. Yes, during the end of the season, Ragnick was seemed to have gotten tired with him and just decided not to start him. But it was just. It wasn't like one of those things where he wasn't getting starts and people were like throwing their arms in the air. He got benched and people were like, nah, it's deserved. He had a absolutely horrible season. It, it, I think across like multiple, multiple like soccer, you know, r- like rating apps and stuff like that, websites, things like that. I was finding the average for his performance this year like 
deadly close to six. And I'm not like 6.5, 6.4. I mean, he's like 6'1", 6'2s in a lot of games. There were, a, there were a bunch of games this year where he finished with four, like four rated or lower. That is unacceptable for someone who was considered to be the next big thing at Manchester United. A lot of things were riding on him. His, like, he was considered the next wave, the beginning of the wave for the next academy for United rolling through. And this was this was not good. This was a very, very, very poor season for Marcus Rashford. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. He has a lot to prove to a new manager coming in. I think he has the ability to work well with this new manager because this new manager works very well with younger players. But Marcus Rashford needs to come into this new season with a very, very short memory because he needs to get the 21-22 season completely erased from his skull. Yeah, uh, United fans thought he was the next Trent Alexander-Arnold, but uh, Trent doesn't have bad seasons. Trent has great seasons. But um, as far as biggest disappointment goes, I wrote down a few things. Um, since, I, I mean, I, I have the feel that we're going just players, and that's that's fine. Uh, I wrote down Brendan Rodgers, for one thing. Just huge disappointment. Um, Leicester City in general. Uh, I wrote down just Manchester United, of course, because you could pick out most of the players being big disappointments, except for Harry Maguire. He was on par. I mean, he was just on par. Um, you know what's actually kind of crazy, though? He had a very poor season. Like, he, like, and I'm not yeah. saying, like, of course we know that, but I'm talking about, like, when Man United last season finished second, like, there were a lot of people, myself included, I'm not hiding, because Harry Maguire was hurt in the Europa League final, there was a lot of us, including me, who said we didn't win because the one goal we gave up was something Harry Maguire could have defended. Like, that's <laughs> actually what we said. Like, yeah. Harry Maguire had a bad season, but I just... I don't know. I, I, gave, I, go, I mean, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, like, with, with Manchester United, you could talk, like, Jaden Sancho, I mean, maybe it was the system, but, like... I, for the money they spent, you didn't get anything out of Sancho. You got you got zero out of him. I and and Rashford, of course. I Cavani, where is he? I yeah. So Manchester United, of course. But there's I I know my pick, but my second choice that I wrote down, Thomas Suchek. Where the fuck has he been? Ooh. Seriously, that's a that's the spicy Ooh. second choice. I and and. Honestly, like to any, I, I, I mean, there's probably only one West Ham fan maybe listening to this. Hey, Brian, um, I, I ask this to you: what, what has he done this season compared to what he has done previous? Because he was supposed to be like the savior of West Ham, and 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 I'm not saying West Ham did not have a great season because they fucking did. I just on a player scale. Suchek didn't really do much this season, and I think he was expected to. You thankfully you had Jared Bowen, and Mikel Antonio is just always a fucking, just a fucking baller. But like, yeah, Thomas Suchek. I don't know, but my my real pick is Romelu Lukaku. It has to be for the money Chelsea spent on him to get him back to Stamford Bridge, and what he said in January. I, I mean, he he won't be back. I guarantee he gets sold this summer with the new ownership. There's no way. He doesn't want to be there. I don't think the Chelsea players want him there. He, 
it's he did fuck all this season, scored a couple goals, but like it, it, it meant nothing. I, I think Chelsea had the third the third position locked up just the entire season. I, I think they were just destined to be third. And uh, yeah, I Romelu Lukaku did absolutely nothing. Did not help his legacy at that club, whatever that would have been. I, I don't if he had been top goal scorer for Chelsea or in the league even. At Ch- I don't know what his legacy would have been, but it certainly didn't help his comments in January. But he he didn't, he didn't prove it on the field either. Yeah, for the money they spent, uh, they're not gonna get nearly that when they sell him. Um, Inter Milan are. <laughs> smiling very hard because honestly i would not be surprised if inter milan were just like hey we'll take it back 40 million yeah yeah you spent 90 million but uh yeah we'll take it back 40 million i I was thinking about saving lukaku for my you know because we still have the worst signing coming up and i know he's oh no don't worry don't worry lukaku's on that he's on that list he's on that list he's not the answer to that list but he is i wrote i wrote his name down Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Romelu Lukaku had a uh, miserable year, really a miserable year. And the thing is, he was supposed to to be really good when they signed him. That's why why I'm saying biggest disappointment. He was supposed to be really good. When we had our season preview episode, I said he was going to win the golden boot. And I probably didn't. I probably didn't disagree. I I, I I don't know what I said. I think you had Mo, you had Mo Salah. I probably right. had Mo Salah. Yeah, I probably had Mo Salah because I'm a biased piece of shit. But and hey, look, I'm right. But there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I probably didn't disagree. Say, and I probably thought like, oh, Lukaku. Yeah, I could see that. Like he he just lit up Syria last season. Like and he knows the he knows the, the 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 league. Not that he did anything with United, but still. <laughs> I mean, he had a better he had a better spell with United than he did. Yes, with, he, yes, with, he did. Yeah, like, yes, he did. I, I just I, he had a much better spell with United, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's get into some of the more interesting awards to give out tonight. We have the best signing award. Now, I'll let JD go first. I already yeah. know your answer because you, you you have alluded to this. The last like two months, actually no, since he was signed, you have said, "Oh, this is the best signing of the season." Oh, are you? Do you have something different? Signing of the season is going to be Jaden Sancho because that man is going to be amazing one day. You no, you took no. the words out of my mouth. And you oh took my the gosh! Words right out of my mouth. Oh, he dates. He it must have been Actually, I hated his. I hated his social and political views. So I actually hate him, but I'm sad that he died because I did like his music. God, I grew up, I grew up on I, Bad yeah. Out of Hell. Like, yeah, Bad Out of Hell. Um, yeah, it's that. That is an undefeated album, and it's. Kind of, I, I don't even call that an album. That's that's an opera. That's uh, a rock. opera. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what he was. And I just again, by the way, my apologies for those at home who didn't come for the meatloaf content. But yes, meatloaf <laughs> was this. If you didn't know this, um, th- huge man. I mean, both in height and weight who had the longest flowing hair and the most open shirt possible. I don't think this man ever closed the top three buttons on his button-up ever and just let the whole chest sing. But my God, was this man blessed with some of the greatest vocals ever to... Yes. Did he have bad political views? Yeah. 
probably not this and, and and also very like some of the songs are bad out of hell when you hear them now little risky she was only 17. She was barely dressed. Like, yeah. ooh, I don't, I don't know about that hey, one. Hey, like, hey, hey, hey. If we're talking about sketchy things, I, I'm a Red Sox fan, but let's be honest here. Sweet Caroline does not age well, boys and girls. No. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot. Look, look. You can, you can take a lot of music from back in the day and say, like, ooh, that doesn't age well. Um, it probably didn't age well at the time, but people didn't give a shit, yeah. so... Right. Now, now we give a shit. So, like, it is what it is. Uh, a pre, I, I, my personal stance is appreciate the music for for what it is. I like, I, I, I don't knock Meatloaf for his his music at the time, even though it's like cringy to, so, some parts of it to hear now. I don't knock it at the time because I, it was I probably it probably wasn't weird at the time, but like, it's it's a shame. I, I I'm sad that he died. He died. When, when did he die? Like a year ago? Yeah, Maybe I mean, less it, it was, I think it was a little bit less than a year ago, but yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when he died, and I I saw that, and I was like, oh, damn. I mean, I hate I hated him as a person, but like, his voice. His voice. Oh. <sighs> yeah. It's great. All right. Uh, let's, let's signing of the season, it is an absolute draw. It is a draw for me between two yeah, people. Yeah, well, I know one of them. And, yeah. and, and yes, I have said it from the rooftops for more Since than... January. Like... <laughs> Luis Diaz has been nothing but literally the reason why Liverpool were as successful as they were this year. I actually think if they don't sign Luis Diaz, I don't think they're as successful as they were. And yes, Matt, they didn't win Premier League and they didn't win Champions League. Yeah, I get that. But I'm talking along the lines of it probably wouldn't have gone to the final day without Luis Diaz. Who knows what they would have been without his impact in some of those cup games. I'm telling you right now, Luis Diaz probably one of the most impactful you don't see you don't see a team almost as perfect as liverpool acquire someone for such a lower ish amount of money and then this guy absolutely just raises the level of everyone else around him they were bringing in luis diaz as i feel like a more of a complimentary player maybe a replacement for the future i don't think any liverpool fan on earth can honestly say when luis diaz was signed that they turned around and immediately went yes this is going to be the guy who every two or three games is going to be the best forward we have on the field absolutely the big thing about luis diaz honestly is be is because it was immediate it rarely happens because Liverpool's system, and I'm just saying this as a Liverpool fan, I, I just, I, I analyze it a little bit more than the average Premier League fan that isn't a Liverpool fan. Their system usually takes time to learn. It usually does. I, I mean, Andrew Robertson <laughs> spent the first half of his first season on the fucking bench behind Alberto Moreno. That says everything you need to know. Luis Diaz, first game, and... He, it, it's the same with like Virgil van Dyke, but that's central defense. I mean, if you're that good, you're just going to make an instant impact. But Luis Diaz, I'm agreeing with you, is yeah. uh, he, he fit the system perfectly. So go on. You yeah. said you had two yeah. Yeah. that were tied. Yeah, this is a 50-50 split. And I'm again, if you're thinking I'm Kulisevsky, a little... It is. Yep, you are 100% correct. It has to be. It has and, to and be it's the guy. it's the guy they signed instead of Luis Diaz, it's, which is crazy. It, That's it, crazy to think about. Yeah, like imagine your alternative, like you didn't get your guy, but you got your second guy, and your yeah. second guy was just as effective as the first guy just for a different team. It's crazy. Team. Yes, it, it's nuts. 
this guy has come in and absolutely given Tottenham that three-headed monster that I think a lot of coaches in the past were trying to plug with someone else. Kulisevsky has been nothing but a wonderful breath of fresh air. Yes, he was on loan this year, but I believe what? It didn't Tottenham trigger it? Isn't isn't it going to be a permanent thing? It has to be. Yeah, I mean, that $150 million that um, uh, Dan Levy <laughs> promised Antonio Conte, I can only imagine... That's just 150 million, not including the buyout clause clause for Dan Kulisevsky. So, I, to Tottenham fans, that's great that Dan Levy is willing to spend money. Uh, I don't know what the price is. I, I on, off the top of my head, I don't remember what Kulisevsky's buyout clause is. I'm assuming it's like probably like 40 or 50 million. Yeah, that's just a guess. Um, and honestly, that's I mean that's a great price for what he did. What he did in the second half of the season, that's a great price um, as an alternative to Luis Diaz. But I, yeah. The fact that Levy wants to spend, that's good. But yeah, um, yeah Kulisevsky, I don't disagree uh, in any way. I had both. Did you have any anything more before I no, go? No, really. In my opinion, it really just came down to those two. Those two were the most impactful, I think, of the you know, players coming in this offseason. I don't know. I just... Because you can get... You can, of course, you can go across the whole league and you can kind of each, you know... Each transfer has a little bit of its own thing. Like, everyone has their own little spark. But those two are just head and shoulders above the rest. So, who else are you thinking? I have four people written down. Jesus. Two of them are Luis Diaz... And Darren Kulisevsky. Neither of them win my pick. Whoa. One that does not win. I, I have a clear. I have a clear winner because of the impact to the team that he joined. The one that doesn't win <laughs> is kind of like I could pick him for both best signing and worst signing. Best signing in the short term, worst signing in the long term. Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United. Because, seriously, if you think about it, without Cristiano Ronaldo's goals this season... Wow. Am I a bad, am I a bad United fan for not even thinking that? Like, I didn't even... No, think, he doesn't win. He does not win this award. I, I get he doesn't just, win, but you're right. You're talking about signing of the season. He has to... You're talking... Like, United literally got sixth because of Cristiano Ronaldo. Without his goals, I mean... They're, they might be in the bottom half of the league without his goals. Seriously. I like I, 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 just, I wrote him down, and I almost wrote him down on the worst signings list as well. He wouldn't have won that. I, he was not going to win that award. But I, because, because in the long term, his wages, I, it's not the right signing for United. But still, without his goals this season... They're in a much worse position. So I, I had him on the list. He's probably fourth. And it's probably, it's probably, I don't know. I think, I think I, I'm going to agree with you. Diaz and Kulisevsky are kind of tied. I think they're tied for second and third, I guess. But um, my number one, Christian Erickson to Brentford. Oh, because oh, he it, hit the sentimental vote. Oh. No, no, that's no. It's what he did on the field. Yes, I know that, but... You gotta understand, Brentford, 
They they had a great start to this season. Great start. And then towards January, they kind of were dropping off. They needed some kind of spark. They got Christian Eriksen on a six-month deal. Which, honestly, fair. Fair for both parties. Because you don't know how Christian Eriksen is going to be. After, after what he went through and what Brentford needed. like that's Both parties, I think, were fine with that. And, and I'm fine with that. He changed this team. Because a lot of times when you have these newly promoted teams, they start off well. You know, just electric. New team to the Premier League. And they have the second half of the season, they just drop off because they cannot handle the pressure or just the demand of the Premier League in the second half. Christian Eriksen changed this team. His playmaking ability, his goals, his his free kicks. I I have to honestly for it's it's weird that three of my four you know potential picks were all January signings, but I I just think a lot of the people in the summer didn't do well. I could also I mean if I'm going to be biased, I'll, I'll throw in Ibrahim Kanate. At the same time, he didn't play as much in the Premier League. That's why he's not on this list. He mostly played in the Champions League, and he was you know amazing, but. I got to go with Erickson because the way Brentford ended their season, 13th for a newly promoted side who spent next to no money, really. I mean, their biggest player is Ivan Tony, and they already had him. They already had him. They didn't have to they didn't have to spend money on a on a marquee striker signing or anything. They like that, that that's just good business. So that Christian Erickson is my signing of the season. What a what a pick. What a pick! Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. That was that was good. That was good. Uh, Cause I, I'm, I'm I'm upset with myself. I didn't think Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm really actually upset. Yeah, I'm I'm a little upset too because he literally saved you from being in like tenth place. I would have been happy if we finished tenth this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good pick. That's do all good picks. All good picks. There were some really good signings this year, but yeah. All right, let's move sure, on. a lot more worse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we're getting to. Now another fun one. Here we go. Worst signing of the season. JD, take it away. Um, I, I, I preface this that Lukaku is also on this list. He was already my biggest disappointment. So I'm not going to make him my worst signing. I have Sancho. I have Jaden Sancho on this list. I have Rafael Varane on this list. Champions League Varane. Who will not be playing in Champions League. Yeah, right. Jack Grealish, honestly, the money City spent on him, the hype around it, it has to be Jack Grealish. He did fuck all in the league. Absolute fuck all. He didn't play that much, and when he did, he did fuck all. Uh, I just, for a hundred, a hundred million pounds. A hundred mil. He cost more than Pogba. And uh, Pogba, goddamn, like, uh, he doesn't make any of these because I knew exactly what he was going to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go Jack Rulish because, honestly, coming from Villa, he he was amazing for Aston Villa. He, he was an amazing player. And I, I think the step up, it's not that he's a bad player. I just, he doesn't work at City. And when you spend £100 million on a player... If they don't work, it's going to be one of the worst fucking signings in your goddamn club's history. So, Jack Relish all the way. Yeah. 
I don't, I'm not going to disagree. I'm not. Uh, I just... Uh, I, for the price tag and the money you paid, Jack Grealish was on my list of possibilities. Um, as well, I look at it, uh, Rama Lukaku is on the list for possibilities. Uh, definitely, again, their price tags is what hurts them. That's that's the thing is if I feel like if their price tags were not that price, I mean Jack Grealish was a you know that's hundred million hundred million dollars for Jack Grealish, it's fifty million a calf. I just I'm shaking my head. Um, yeah the 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 worst signing of the season was Jaden Sancho. He was. Uh, Jaden Sancho... And, and he was number two on my list. Yeah, so. Jaden Sancho was the worst on this list, but there's a flip to this. And the flip is is he's young potential. enough... Potential. Well, that's, that's what it is. It's potential, and it's in, you're under a new coach. So it's up to Jaden Sancho to prove me and other Man United fans that, hey, the two-plus-year transfer saga, the big-money move, the, you know, it's... He's, he's got to step up. He has to. This is now his responsibility. Jaden Sancho needs to step up because if not, yeah, it's going to it's gonna end really bad, really poor, really quick. And I don't think Ten Hag is going to care about what United spent on him. If he could flip him, he'll flip him. So I am... Varane was a shout, but I'm not putting everything on Varane because when Varane was 100% healthy, he looked good. And I think playing next to Harry Maguire is basically like playing with one leg tied behind your back. So uh, I'm not going to... Varane was on the list, but a little bit lower. I am putting Jaden Sancho uh, just... It, it just... It was not a good year. And with... I think the main reason why I'm saying, you know, it's Jaden Sancho over someone like Lukaku is because... Yeah, Lukaku and Grealish were a little bit more money, but Jaden Sancho, this was two years in the making. This was this was a season two years in the making. This was the guy Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer wanted that was going to pop off in his system. None of it happened. Absolutely none of it happened. Um, it's like all the things that made Jaden Sancho big and popular in the Bundesliga... Just none of that carried over. It's, 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 and again, as a United fan, I'm frustrated, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Jaden, Jaden now has something to prove in this upcoming season, and you hope he, he, you know, absolutely turns it on. Certain United players have already started training for next season. Jaden Sancho has been, I think, on a three week vacation, if his Instagram is correct. So that is also a very good start. Now, to the final award we will be handing out this season, and it is going to be for Best Manager. The Best Manager. Um, honorable mentions, at least from me, is Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte did a very, very, very good job this year, uh, really getting the best out of this Tottenham side, getting them into a Champions League spot. Um, but... Uh, People are going to say Peps. People are going to say Klopp. People are going to say Thomas Tuchel. I'm going to say... Just say the name of the Brentford manager, Thomas Thomas Frank. Frank. Yeah. Okay. He's on my list, too. You got to give too. it You gotta give it to the little guy. And when Nottingham Forest steps up, stands, uh, stays up next year, you bet your ass I'm going to say whoever the hell their manager is because it's a story we all fell in love with. 
the little team that could. And that's it. Thomas Frank didn't care at all who they were playing. They, I, so much passion in every game. Rarely did we ever say that, you know, Brentford didn't look good in a game. They just were unlucky. It's, you love, you absolutely love to see it. You love to see the little guy stay up and you love to see a team, an entire town, because you have to remember Brentford's a small little thing, an entire city back behind one guy. And Thomas Frank seems to be the guy who is just at the, like, who just seems to be the utmost importance for that community. I think all of that tied together. Thomas Frank was an easy tap-in decision for me. But JD, best manager of the season, what are we thinking? So I wrote down three names, and so I have one through three. Uh, third place, Patrick Vieira. Very good. I think what he did at Crystal Palace with some of his recruitment and what he got out of those players led to a very good Crystal Palace season in 12th place. I, 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 I think that he can build on that. Second place is Thomas Frank, and I, I agree with everything you said. I think what you can't discount, and again, like, look, yes, I am a Liverpool supporter. Jurgen Klopp, his Liverpool team played every single game possible minus the Club World Cup, which could, well, it wouldn't have been possible last season. But other than the Club World Cup, he played every single possible game in a single season. And I know we're just focusing on the Premier League, but all of those other games matter because every week Liverpool had two games up until the end of the season, and they lost the league by one point. And they made it to the Champions League final and lost by one goal and were probably the better team in that final. I, To me, Jurgen Klopp was the best manager this season. I... I the the way like the way he handled what not uh, what four cup well yeah four competitions but up until the end I mean he won two trophies in England I mean it wasn't the Premier League trophy it was the FA Cup and the the League Cup the Carabao Cup I just to to manage. All of those games, I don't I don't know the exact number of games Liverpool played this season, but I'm pretty sure it's over 60, which is absurd. So uh, to keep it on the Premier League, but the fact like the fact that you have a 38 game season and then you have literally at least 22 more games on top of the Premier League, I, I just he he has to be the best manager of the season. Yeah, I mean it's. He won the official award given out by the Premier League. Who cares about that team or that league? Well, yeah. You know, uh, no, I mean, that's always... Who, care? who cares yeah. about that? These awards are more important. So this is the one Jurgen's really going to care about. So, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I felt like that's another tap and answer. You can't go wrong. Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, Thomas Tuchel are all of the highest quality, and they. Got... Uh, Thomas Tuchel was not even close to this award. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, well, I'm, I'm talking at least along the lines of you have to remember, dude. He's only one re- year removed away from winning a Champions League. He was, and I'm su- I'm surprised he didn't get sacked this and year. And Thomas, but you got to remember, Thomas Tuchel also got to two Cup Finals this year. Yes, and lost the both, both. to Jurgen. Yes, I get that, but it's still. <laughs> 
it's still something. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's still something. So, I. Right. But I had Thomas. I had Thomas Frank at number two. So I, I do agree with you. All right. Let's get to it. The final part of our awards. We do this every year at the end of the season. We go from twentieth to first, and we give each team a grade. We give them a grade, and we'll explain why. So JD. We'll start first. We'll start with little old Norwich. And JD, in my eyes, there's no other answer besides F minus because I just it's it's not good. It never was good. It never started good. It didn't finish good. And at no point this season was there hope. Uh, what? Was there one or two weeks in the entire season they weren't in twentieth, JD? It's that's that's horrible. And that's why, in my opinion, F minus, this is an easy tap in. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go an F because of who finished in 18th. So, Norwich City, you got an F. All right, let's head over. Next one, 19. JD, I'll have you go first. Watford. <laughs> yeah, Watford, F. I mean, I I was actually thinking Watford could stay up, but no. They showed. I They have a couple decent players. Manuel Dennis, uh, Milzar, uh I don't know if they're going to be able to sell them or they'll be for a cut price, but yeah, F. I, they were terrible. Roy Hodgson, what the fuck? Just fucking retire. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go with a D. I'm going to give Wofford a D. And the reason why I'm giving Wofford a D is because I kind of expected them to be in this area. I expected that, you know, they would have moments, and they had moments. They had, they... They were exactly what I thought they were. I thought that they would have enough to stay up, though, but I didn't realize that everyone around them would be just a tad better than they were. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give like a D, maybe a D minus. It's just, it wasn't good, but it was good at times. Like there was like a week or two at random times where Watford was like, hey, we're going to score goals this week. And it's like, oh, wait, no, now next week we're not going to score anything for a month. Burnley coming in at 18th. That's going to be another F because not an F minus, just an F. Burnley get an F, not an F minus. The only F minus I'm giving is to Norwich, but F definitely. Burnley, it's just, it's, this is a disappointment because Burnley is always, was, for especially for the past decade, a consistent in the Premier League. Were they going to always finish in the bottom third of the table? You bet your ass they were, but they were always going to have enough, but they get an F. Because they fired Sean Deitch, who was football heritage, and he would have kept them up. I don't care who says what, Burnley would have stayed up by like a point on the final day of the season because that's what Sean Deitch does. Burnley got exactly what they deserved. They get an F. Uh, yeah, my only F- minus in this entire list is Burnley. F- minus because exactly what you said. Sean Dyche would have kept this team up, and they fired him. Player manager Ben Mee and uh, what's uh, it's like Mike Jackson or something. I think it's Mike Jackson. I, I forget who the actual current manager of Burnley. I think it's like Mike Jackson. Uh, yeah, no. Sean Dyche would have kept this team up. Uh, it's Burnley. They just find a way to survive. Uh, they they brought in Veghurst, a a pretty good striker. I'm honestly better than Chris Wood. A better replacement for Chris Wood when they sold him. I, 
the, uh, the them going down. I mean, don't take this like I'm sad. I'm very happy they're going down. I, w I wish it was Everton, but yeah, no, F minus, fucking Burnley. They're awful. It's just it, it's and it. They did ev they did everyone a favor, and I really see the thing is I'm hoping Burnley because Burnley aren't like. A Norwich, a Watford, a Fulham, a Burnmouth. They're not they, they don't seem like a team that is just continually gonna get relegated and come back up. They seem like a team that is suited for the championship. And I feel like they're gonna stay in the championship for a while. And goddamn you're gonna get no argument from me. Absolutely crazy. Burnley, good luck. Maybe we'll see you in a year, but I don't know. We should speed this up because we are taking a lot of time on the relegation Okay, battle. well, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Leeds, JD. C minus. Um, that sounds high. That sounds high. I think bringing Jesse Martian changed this Leeds team. Jack Harrison looked better. They'll have Calvin. Well, no. Sorry, I almost said they'll have Calvin Calvin Phillips. Uh, they'll probably sell Calvin Phillips, but they didn't really have him. But um, I, I think part of this is a little biased in the sense that what they will do in the future is good because of them staying up. I mean, they just signed Brandon Aronson. I guess that is a fantastic signing. They're going to get rid of – not get rid of, but they're going to sell Rafinha. They're probably going to sell Calvin Phillips. If they can keep a hold of Calvin Phillips, that is a rock in midfield. This season, they were not good. They were worth 17th. But I think at times, they showed promise that they could build on. So I'm giving them a C-. minus. And you know what's funny? I was debating on the C-, minus D+. Plus. I'm going to go D+. Plus. But that, And then that's fine. I, but, I agree with that. But it's exactly what you said. It's not on how they were all season. It's what is building now it's like they would yeah. have had a d they did they did the but right they did the extra credit in they, a bad they, season. they did the extra credit at the end of the season to get like four extra points to go from a d to a d plus like it, it's still not passing but damn are, are you're right there but yeah jesse marsh we're talking about already bringing in Brendan Aronson. That was, I mean, look, that's big. That is a big thing to do literally right as the season expires. Like, literally, stay safe 24 hours later, announce Brendan Aronson. That's 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 some big time moves right <coughs> well, there. So. The thing is, excuse me as I cough because I unmuted myself at a wrong time. But that's crazy because that is like one of the few times that you see like a team depending on how they do in a certain game like can constitute a transfer like i i i can't think of another time when a team like depending on how they did in a single result like depended on a transfer brendan erickson he would not have gone to leeds if they had been relegated on the last day which very much could have happened but that didn't happen and brendan erickson has medical He's there. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, it's as a Philadelphia Union supporter, but like <laughs> kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts, but we'll move on. It's crazy. Everton at 16. Uh, there is only one answer, and it's a D minus. And I say D minus because you can't give them an F because they didn't get relegated. 
Um, yeah, D, D, D minus definitely. This was a very poor season for Everton. There were a lot of lows. Uh, there's already rumors that Richarlson might be out the door. Uh, I don't trust Frank Lampard as a manager. Um, outside of, like, honestly, the season was saved because Jordan Pickford, for like three of the last four weeks, decided to be like prime Erica Casillas and like just save everything. Like, that's. That was the deciding factor on who went up and who went down. Is literally little arms Jordan Pickford came to save the day. It's a D minus. It's a D minus because this is a team that has a budget that is extremely high. And to perform this bad, ugh, it's, ju it's just not good. JD, what do you think? Uh, the same thing, D minus. I had him as D minus because. Yeah, you're right. They didn't get relegated. If they if they had gotten relegated, I, I wouldn't have even given them a grade because it's Everton. But yeah, D minus. Uh, it, it was just one of the worst seasons in the club's history. Um, I kind of want to switch that to an F, an F plus. But ooh, the rare F. You know what? The, the rare, honestly, the honestly, rare F plus. You don't see those. Yeah, honestly, up. honestly, F plus because it's Everton. Because it's Everton. A team that has never been relegated in their history. And it came down to the final day. F+. Plus. That's the first change I've had on yep. my list. JD? I know we're only five five teams in. We should really speed this up. Southampton. Southampton, uh, D. I, I thought they would be much better. Um, yeah, they got 15th. They were... I don't think they were risking. They, no, they weren't risking it on the last day, but it, it was there. The fear was there. They have the players to be better than the, what they were this season. So, D, just a straight D, not great. Yeah, I, I like D. I like D for that. That's that's a good. That's a, that's a very good response. That's that's. I agree. Southampton is a team that has the potential to always do something every single year. Yeah, I think the Ralph. You know, Hassan Hurdle kind of experiment. I, I think Southampton should try to like the same thing with Leicester. They should try to bring in someone different just to see what will happen because there is quality amongst the squad. I'm just tired of just seeing mediocrity every single year, and it's like, oh, but we like the way he plays and he has passion. Cool, passion doesn't automatically get you three points. As a coach, you kind of actually need to be like, I don't know good at tactics, good at strategy. So, yeah, I like I like D as an answer there. Going to hop now on to Aston Villa. A rare, not relegated F. I give Aston Villa an F this season. And the reason why is because they took all that Jack Realish money, spent it wisely, in my opinion. You bring in Steven Gerrard, you make all these moves. Yes, there's exciting things going to the future. But this season, every single player outside of, like, Philip Coutinho, who might have been the biggest breath of fresh air amongst the Premier League, everyone took a massive step back. Everyone in its entirety took a step back. You brought in Danny Ings, did not work out. Ollie Watkins, not consistent enough. Leon Bailey, hurt most of the time. You know, then you start to look at Tyrone Mings, massive step back. Kasona, massive step back. Have we talked about how Martinez, goaltending-wise, he had a very, very bad year? Like, it did, had, does no one want to talk about that? Because he... Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it wasn't great. So, I, 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 I get it, it's harsh. But, J.D., you and I both walked into the season 
thinking Aston Villa were a team that might knock on the door for eighth. The fact that they were so close to the drop, yes, I understand they're in 14th, but that was way too close for a team of this quality. It has to be enough. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I'm going to go D. Just get, yes, they, they massively underperformed. But again, just like with Leeds, I think Steven Gerrard with a full preseason can do something. They, I mean, apparently they have the money. They spent it last summer. They probably have the money this summer. So I, I, I'm going to give them a D. Let's let's move on from that. Brentford, go. A. I just, just solid A. Solid A. They were great. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to disagree. Uh, I'm going to go with A as well. Um, going, you know, head and shoulders above expectations. Everyone across the board were banking that they would be the first team to go down. Uh, a small club from a town that hasn't seen first division soccer since the 20s. And, and they just hit the scene rolling. And it, their passion was just, they were never an easy game. Like, that was the thing. Like, even from game one, they hit Arsenal square in the jaw and went, hey, rest of the Premier League, don't think you're going to come here and just grab three easy points. We're not that type of team. But now is the expectation that all teams that have success come up. You need to do it in your sophomore year. Otherwise, don't fall for the sophomore slump like Sheffield United did. They had a horrendous second season. Leeds just survived theirs. So, just survived theirs. So, I'm hoping to see Brentford in the Premier League, hopefully for a few more seasons before they're threatening to go down. So, now we're going to go to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace at 12. C+. Crystal Palace get a C+, because things are not Roy Hodgins Crystal Palace anymore. Patrick Vieira is doing things in a productive way. Wilfred Zaha seems to be happy playing here. If they can find a way to keep Connor Gallagher, I think this team has wonderful potential to finish top 10 next season. But, there's, again, it's, it's, it's up to Connor Gallagher, it's up to Chelsea on what price tag they want to put in place. But yeah, um, I think a C-plus is... More than a generous enough answer. Uh, they finished 12th. Again, they're, JD, they're going towards something. I just hopefully it's in the in a good direction. I have Crystal Palace on a B. I have on a solid B. Patrick Vieira has taken over this team and put it in the, in, in the proper direction. I, it, yes, I agree with you. If they can keep Connor Gallagher... I, it's probably going to cost between 30 and 40 million pounds. It's a good investment. If they can keep Wilfred Zaha, which I, I'm i not saying if they can't, like they probably will. He will probably finish his career at fucking Crystal Palace. And I, I he looked really good in the last last six months of the season. This team is good. It's not it's not pushing for Europe, but from where, where Crystal Palace usually is, they're good. I'm going to give them a B. JD, now, we're going to Newcastle here on 11th, but I want to make this a little bit interesting for you. Rate Newcastle before the buyout and rate Newcastle after the buyout. It it, it comes into my rating. I have them as a B- minus because I, I'm taking the season as a whole. I thought Newcastle was going to get relegated. First two months of the season, Newcastle were That down. was the joke. 
That was literally the joke. The, it was. It wasn't even a joke. The richest I mean, team they, in in all of sports was going to be subject I'm, to the second no, no, division. No. I, I'm saying. I'm saying the first two months oh, yeah. before okay, this happened, yeah. it wasn't a joke. They were probably going to get relegated, and then they get bought out, and now they are the biggest team in the world. And they decided to put Joel Linton in the midfield, and. <laughs> Holy you will shit. not drop that. You will not drop Joe Linton as the best midfielder in the English That's, Premier League. I mean, I, could we call that a new signing? Because I want to change my answer <laughs> to best signing. Joe Linton in midfield. I. It, it is. It, it is ridiculous. He's amazing. I. I don't know. Hey, look, Newcastle overall as a season B minus because you started the season like fucking dog shit. And you finish the season like you were pushing for Europe. So, yeah, I yeah, B minus. I'm going to go with an F to start the season because, yes, they were like borderline 18, 19, and like it looked bad. After the buyout, A. They get an A because they yes because they yeah, yeah okay because yeah, they bought in and i'm yeah. the average i'm the average yeah there. that's that's yeah and you you made it as a whole i wanted to split it up into two separate things i wanted it to be f at the beginning a at the beginning literally it's i they brought in eddie howe who surprisingly actually turned out to be a wonderful wonderful coach to bring in they have already brought in players like bruno they've already lined up different things Lord knows the world is their fucking oyster because if you have a player who doesn't give a fuck about where he's going, all he cares about is making the money, congratulations, Newcastle is going to be your home next season because Newcastle is going to go out and spend dumb amounts of money and bring in some world-class talent. Newcastle could low-key be pushing for Europe next year. Like... That is a possibility, boys and girls, so get it through your skull, because once the transfer window opens, we have no idea. So, yeah, F to an A, literally. I guess it would be a C. I guess if I had to combine it, it would be a C. Wolves at 10. Um, C. It has to be a C, because, God, man, they're just so fucking average. One week they win for nothing, the next week they lose for nothing, and it's just like... Back and forth, back and forth, and yes, there's already been a few players who have already been let go of their contracts. Wolves seem to be, I guess, starting a new, new match. Like, they're, you know, everything just seems to be new. They're trying to do new things. They're trying to bring in new, younger talent. And I, and I agree, that's what Wolves should do. But God, just give me something one way or another. Tell me you're either going to be dog shit or tell me you're pushing for something. Because I feel like, JD, I don't know about you, Is this? doesn't it feel like this is like the fourth straight season Wolves has finished like either uh, 9, 10, or 11? Yeah, they're, they're getting stagnant. And I had them as a C-. minus. I, 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 with, with Raul Jimenez coming back at full strength and... Ruben Neves is still there. I just... I expected more of them. I expected them to be higher than 10th. So, C-. minus. There are no... There are no worry of relegation anytime soon, but you gotta think. They, they were only promoted a few years ago. And it... It would be a shame if they sold off all their best players and had a really bad season... And went back down to the championship. Because that could happen. Yes, it could. I mean, Ruben Neves has been rumored out of the club for years. 
I mean, Raul Jimenez, uh, he's getting up there. I mean, he's only like 27 or 28. So you, but they could lose him. You have Fabio Silva. The I think he's like 19 or 20 now. I you have him, but he hasn't done much. You have Wang Yi Chan, very young player, hasn't done much. I I don't know. C C minus. Let's move on. JD Brighton. B plus. Honestly, I'd like to put them higher. I'd I'd like I'd like this to be an A, but it's Brighton. They've shown inconsistency. Where honestly, they could have been higher, like in the table, they they could have been higher than ninth. So I I think I think B plus is fair. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a B minus. Um, again, they're going in the right direction. Graham Potter is probably one of the hottest assets at the managerial position and easily top two, top. Is, is he? Yeah, I still think, is I he? still think top two, top three English managers in world football at the moment. I think, well, there's not many good ones. Well, at I, that, hey, you, hey, you gotta be something. You gotta be something. <laughs> and Graham Potter's in that conversation, but yeah. They continue to bring in new, exciting pieces. They continue to build around the guys who get it done. I think Brighton might be one or two good signings away from making a push to threaten for a Europa or Europa Conference League spot. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities, but it's really going to be... It's going to really depend on how they... You know, it depends on how they do their business. And if they're a selling club, then... This is as high as it gets. And if they turn into a buying club, hey, the world's their oyster. So, Leicester at eight. I guess a C. I guess a C. Jamie Vardy, I think, has now officially shown his age, and he's now beginning to go on the downslope of his career. The MLS is calling, and I'm literally saying it now. He's going to Orlando City. When it happens, tweet at me. But, yeah, I think... I think Jamie Vardy's on the down. Uh, I don't think Ian Nacho's the guy. I I don't know if you know they just they they have such questionable pieces across the board. There's very few consistents on this team. Casper Schmeichel is getting up there in age. Defense was a huge issue for them this year. I I, I guess is C C as flat because again they're a team that has the ability to be something. But this upcoming transfer window is huge for. Lester, do they become just an average team or do they try to get themselves back in the conversation of trying to fight for a european spot it's this off season is everything and this season told me nothing than what i already did like what i already knew which has to be level right down the middle jd i have to go with a c no d d plus d plus and maybe just a d because uh I this team the, the players they have I they sh- they should be I I know they finished in 8th but based on performance overall this season they they really should be in like 11th I I just I I've never seen a more inconsistent team based on the players they have I this last team is dog shit the fact that they finished in eighth flatters them, because they should they should have finished lower. When you look at this past season, they were not good at all. 
they have their moments of brilliance. They have good players. I just, I don't know. And I've said it. I've said it the whole season. When Jamie Vardy plays, he's good. He didn't play half the season. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a D. I had D plus written out. I'm gonna go with a straight D. All right. It was not a good season. All right. West Ham. West Ham B plus. Great season. Uh, I said earlier, Thomas Suchek didn't do shit. Well, they got other players now. I don't think there's much else to say. I, I think they had a great season. They narrowly lost out to Frankfurt in the in the semifinal for the Europa League. If they were in the Europa League final, that would have been awesome. That would have been so cool. But Frankfurt did end up winning that against Rangers. So they can say they lost to the eventual champions. Um... West Ham had a good season. They they get Conference League, which I think Matt, you would probably wish that Manchester United and West Ham switched positions, but <laughs> no, it's, you're not wrong there. I really, uh, it's I'm like the United fan, the the singular one of who would have killed to be in the conference this year. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give West Ham a B plus, and the reason why I'm gonna give them a B plus is because they played more football than this squad could handle. Squads like Liverpool, City, Chelsea, who could field their second their second string squad and still finish in sixth in the Premier League, it's easy for them to play in multiple competitions. But when you're this West Ham side who has a squad you have a squad and they still got to the semis of a european competition and fought in the premier league until the very last day it's you got to give them a b plus i'm going to give them a b plus they did very well and i'm excited to see another full transfer window another year in european football that's very big for a club for west ham so i'd like to see what they can do uh they're gonna fight tooth and nail to keep uh, Declan Rice. Apparently, they are not moving from the 150 million euro uh, asking price they've put out. So, hey, no one's buying Declan Rice for 150. So it looks like he'll stay. So good for West Ham, and I'm hoping that they continue to get better. Now on to Manchester United, the team that finished sixth and in the Europa League spot. F. Manchester United get an F this year, boys and girls. You don't get the luxury of bringing in Champions League Varane, Jadon Sancho, and Cristiano Ronaldo and have the worst season you've had in the Premier League era. There were no major injuries. There was nothing. This was a really bad year across the board. You had Paul Pogba issues, and I'm glad to say Manchester United, as of yesterday, if I'm I'm correct. Man United have officially said that they're not resigning him. Good job, Man United. You, for the second for time. For the second time, you let him go, and you basically loaned him on a five-year spell for $90 million. Good job. F. Great business. F, F across the board, <laughs> honestly. And the, the reasons why, you bring in like all the talents, like I said. You you fire Ollie at the beginning of the season after a, a very bad turnaround, like a very bad start. Then you continue to give Harry Maguire the captain's badge, even though he was the worst center back in Division One English football. Then to bring in Ralph Ragnick, who for a game and a half looked like the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then after that, everything went to hell. Then you finally sign Ten Hag, and then Ralph Ragnick can finally go into a football 
you know, football organization position, and he fucking leaves. No, nope, so no, nope. it, it's an F. I bet he's gonna ball out for all shit. It, <laughs> Watch him ball out. It's it's an F across the board. Man United is a dumpster fire at the current moment in time, and Ten Hag might have the biggest. If Ten Hag does anything with this club, he might get his own statue built because it just. It's not good. Man United, you get the last F I hand out today. Congratulations. JD? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say D- minus just because they made Europa League. If they if they were in Conference League or missed out on Europe entirely, oh, yeah. which is crazy to say because now there's three leagues. Uh, yeah, F definitely, but D- minus just because somehow they made Europa League. Uh, I, I want to say F, but... Yeah, I'll just I'll stick with D minus here oh, for everything you said. Yeah, look at look at JD being nice to me. It's almost like he likes me. JD <sighs> Arsenal fifth. C, C because for the good things they did, for all the good things they did, they fumbled it at the end. They were not good at the beginning of the season, and they were not good at the end. They did good things throughout the season. I'm going to go with a solid C. I think they have more to show. Some of the signings they made were good. Martin Odegaard on a permanent. Great signing. I I just think they have so much to do with this team. Lacazette, gone. Pepe, gone. I just... Xhaka, gone. Like, I... They need to figure out the identity of this team. Because right now, there isn't really one... They just have a couple of good young players. More than a couple, honestly. With Emil Smith-Rowe, with Saka, with Mar- Martinelli. Um, with, well, with Odegaard. He's still fucking young. He, God, he, that dude's name, Odegaard, he has been around for like 10 years at this point. Not not actually 10 years. but he Because he was signed at Real Madrid when he was like 16, I think. And he had stupid wages. But... Arsenal, I, I see because I think they should have made Champions League. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with a B plus. I'm gonna give Arsenal a B plus because this year they did everything we thought they couldn't. JD, at the beginning of the season, you and I said that Mikel Arteta was the on the hot seat to start, a manager most likely fired first. And yeah, it, it, at the beginning and, of the season, and, we. Were correct. And it's I'm not gonna lie, he he lasted the full season. Arsenal had some of their best football they've had in quite some time. Yes. I'm giving them a B plus because they did finish just short. They slipped up right at the end. But you know what? This Arsenal team has turned the corner. This is this already to start the Europa League this upcoming season, they are a favorite before the Champions League knock people in the Champions League get knocked down, drop in. I think right now, mathematically, I think Arsenal's the favorite in that competition. They are the most complete football, the one of the youngest teams around, and their core for the next 10 years is set. You get a B-plus, and that is a B-plus growing, if that makes any sense. So let's move on. We are now going into the Champions League spots. Tottenham at four. They get an A because they over-exceeded expectations. Hyung Ming Sun had one of the best seasons of his career. You also had Kulisevsky coming in and being one of the signings of the season. Yeah, it all worked out. It all worked out, and Antonio Conte has put it all together, and it seems like he's going to be financially backed in the upcoming transfer window. Tottenham, 
are definitely it's an A. It's a solid A from me. So what are you thinking, JD? Uh, I'm gonna go with a B plus, just because of the first half of the season. Because it took them half a season to make the kind of changes they needed to make, with Antonio Conte coming in, signing Kulusevski, and Harry Kane did not have the best first half of the season. So I, I'm gonna go B plus. Just like I agree with your a, your grade of A take. But I'm going to go B plus just because it took the first half of the season to realize, oh, we should be doing this. So, B plus overall. Still still good for Tottenham, honestly. All right. JD, Chelsea a third. B minus. I, I almost wanted to put C plus because I, I'm going to go B minus because they, made, they, they got third place. They sucked the last six months of the season. They really did. For, for their standards... Thomas Tuchel, you just won the Champions League, and you didn't do that well in the league this year. I uh, it happens, but I I like it. I would not be surprised if in November this year, Chelsea, if they if they if they haven't won every single game, they they sack Tuchel. I would not be surprised because that that's what Chelsea do. That's exactly what Chelsea do. They just get rid of managers. Bring in somebody new, which I I don't know, but yeah, B minus. They got third. They were in third most of the season, and there was a good gap between third and fourth and third and second, almost the entirety of the season. So whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go with B minus too. I like B minus as an answer for them. Overall, this was a disappointing season for Chelsea, but they did finish best above the rest. Uh, best out of the rest, if I might add. You know, you, you're not gonna compare them to Liverpool or City, but yeah, um, it, it, it's best of the rest, and Chelsea did what they had to do. Um, yes, Romelu Lukaku having a very poor season is noted, uh, there were, you know, and then now the whole issues with the sanctions coming out. They're losing a lot of their players. They've already lost Rudiger. They're now going to be losing Azpilicueta, Christensen. They're going to be losing a lot of the core guys around the defensive part of this team. And the mid their midfield is still a question. Um, across the board, Chelsea have a lot of questions. But I'm still going to give them B- minus because they did finish best above the rest. Now on to number two, Liverpool. Liverpool get an A because, damn it, if you give them an, another answer, you're just a hater. They get an A. They won two trophies this year. Yes, they came up just short in the Premier League, and they came up just short in the Champions League final. But as we have alluded on this podcast, that is a lot of fucking football for one fucking squad. And for this team to find a way to even have slight injury issues but still be competitive across the board, they get an A because... It, again, they played damn near perfect football all season, and it's a shame that it literally came down to a point that separated them. Because honestly, I it's just that's so tight to lose from. But yeah, they get an A. J JD, it's your team, it's your season. What are we thinking? I mean, yeah, the, the correct answer is A. I, I mean, it, the lead came down to a single point. When Manchester City and Liverpool played each other twice in the league, both games ended 2-2. I just... I, and, like, like to your point and my point before, I Liverpool played every single game possible in a season minus the Club World Cup. 
yeah, A. I just the signs they brought in for the future: Ibrahim Kanate, Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota bowled out. I Salah won the gold boot and the assist award. I yeah, A. I just, it's the answer. Right. Just just an A. And to finish it up, the champions of the Premier League. JD, how would you rate Manchester City's season? A plus. Because they won. It has to be an A plus. I, I, I don't think as as tight as that title race was, I, I think when you're just basing it off the Premier League, because if I was basing it off of in the Champions League Maybe that grade changes to an A minus or an A. Like, I just on the Premier League, yeah, A plus. It has to be because because they won by one point. You have to have a difference, and it's separated by an A and an A plus. And I agree. It's got to be A plus. They are the champions of England. They did what they had to do. They played perfect football. They played perfect football up until the very last second. And, and of course, coming back from 2 nothing down, grabbing three goals in 15 minutes to win it all. Yeah, they are the champions. And now we have to worry about Manchester City with a fucking striker. And not just a striker, Erling fucking Holland. JD, what the fuck are we going to talk about next year after Man City win the league by Christmas? I don't know. See, the thing, like, I love Holland. I love him. I love him so much. City have been so used to not having a recognized striker. I'm not... I think Holland will score at least, like, 15 goals next season. I just think it's going to shake up their system. Oh, it has to. And, and again, I'm not... I think they can adapt. I just... I think it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be a different City team. I'm not saying, like, they're not going to be in the title race. I just... It'll be a different city. I, I I think playing Phil Foden at false nine is not going to work next season nope. when Erling fucking Holland is at the club. Nope. So nope. I, I think it's we're going to see a different city team. Nope. So I, I don't I don't know how that's going to work out, but. Uh. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That is it. The awards are over. The music is playing. I have been talking too much. That that academy of music that they play in the background when someone's speech is way too long. Imagine that's playing you right now. Been, so you have been talking yeah. too much. Oh, it's hey, JD. When it comes to the Premier League, I will never stop talking. But guys, Ooh, that, but but I have seen them. Yes. So that's as you're listening to this. Can we plug this? Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know if it's a plug. Yeah. Go but ahead. I get to. I get to see Matthew Sai tomorrow, or as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you know, on your commute to work or on your commute home. If you, if it's home, I'm currently on my way to Matthew Sai because we're going out to dinner in New Jersey at some great Portuguese place that I can't wait to order a one sauce with my no. steak. Can't wait for it. You. Uh, fight you in the parking lot. Gonna... <laughs> we're, we're we're getting we're getting dinner. With uh, with our lovely with our lovely friends uh, that well Neil I can I can name Neil I can't name the other guy uh, I know he said it's okay to say his name on the podcast but I still don't feel right saying it uh, but Neil if you're listening I'm so excited to see you again uh, but um, yeah then and then Matt bitched out and he's uh, he's not staying at the hotel with us because his. His wife that he sees every day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, that's that's it. The music officially has started playing for JD, okay? Yes, there will be steaks eaten 
And yes, we're even going to go to a footy game on Saturday. So super, super That's fun. True. We're going to tailgate. We're going to tailgate. We are going to tailgate. We are going to tailgate. So guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the awards that we have handed out today. The recipients are well-deserved. We will be back next week on Monday for probably a short episode, probably a little recap. But now the offseason for us has officially kicked in, and we will be going to one episode a week unless something really special happens that we need to hop on for a few seconds to talk about. But at least from this point until the Premier League season starts, you will be getting episodes on just Tuesdays. I know. I'm sad too. But yes, guys, be safe, be well, and have a great weekend. Peace out.